0: Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, April 18, 2023. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. Hi, everyone. How was your week? My voice is a little bit raspy because I had a lot of voice usage this week. Let me tell you about it, man. It was a really eventful week. So last week on Friday, I had an event at... i want to say hyatt it was in bgc one of the nice hotels in bgc big event hall it was for china bank uh so shout out to china bank thank you so much for letting me be your host and also shout out to uh big pink pig productions the event company they they got me again uh great staff probably i'll be honest with you like i work with a lot of events companies and and teams they are like top tier they're like s tier You know, there's A tier in video games that goes S. Is it just video games? You know, there's S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier. They are S tier. Like, I don't know what S stands for. Maybe it's super. Maybe it's sexy. But they are super and sexy. Like, they are the super sexiest event team. Like, they're so professional. They're so on top of it. Like there's no I mean, okay, granted, there were technical issues, but it was out of their control, and they were still able to pull it through you know push through it, and they're just you know they're they just hands down, they know their shit, bottom line, they know their shit, actually, I'm kind of curious, you know I've been you know how I, I I had a podcast maybe two episodes ago, I was thinking about you know looking for work uh you know outside of my freelance stuff. And I've always kind of been curious. I should actually ask someone because I'm 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 friends with uh, some of the, the staff already because I work with them for a few times already. And I should ask, you know, I want to know more. Or, if, or maybe one of you guys who listens, do any of you work in events? Like like you know, ho- well, obviously not not like hosting because I kind of know that part already. But the behind the scenes shit, you know, whether you're a scriptwriter or a production assistant or or an events assistant or a, a event director. Uh, please reach out to me and, uh, let me know. I want to know more about it. Uh, A, I want to know how much it pays. <laughs> but B, I really want to know, like, what, because I only see the shit that happens day of, right? As the event host, I guess that's a luxury of mine where I only have to just go there on the day. But I know these events, like, are usually days, uh, sometimes weeks and even months, in, uh, worth of planning to make, pull off a successful event. So I kind of want to maybe look into doing that because it does interest me and I love it when a, when a plan comes together, right? That's what G.I. Joe says. I love it when a plan comes together because there's nothing, nothing gets me harder. <laughs> nothing gets me harder than a fucking efficient, smooth, professional accomplishment. And they just, they, they are top tier. Okay. Uh, so yeah, China Bank. That was cool uh I've been doing a lot of voiceovers I found I I found a new client who uh doesn't pay much, but the work seems to be consistent here's my thing though I haven't been paid yet but i am also kind of jumping the gun because they're supposed to pay me after ten voiceovers uh the, the my my fear is that their communication isn't the best see that's what I'm talking about that's why I love professionalism and efficiency because you know it it make, it makes you feel good. Uh the team that I'm working with I I mean I looked them up on YouTube uh, on Google and they seem legit they have I mean they have LinkedIn profiles with connections right it's not a faceless it's not faceless entities that I'm I'm talking to on WhatsApp so I'm optimistic that they're going to pay me but I'm you know until you see the the money in your account uh you you always have to be a little skeptical that I guess that's just again well maybe it's not just for me but uh let me just you know word of advice to freelancers and to events hosts or uh content creators or even uh when I was doing commercials back in the day, TV commercials T V commercials, I was never, ever, ever like uh content until some sort of formal shit was signed and some sort of money, whether it be a down payment or anything, was put in my pocket. Because you never know, man. I have been screwed over many a time. Even some with uh, contracts, mind you, right? I have done work where I work with them before; they paid me, and then you know. So obviously, I was like, "Oh, cool, I'll, I'll work with them again." And then they they say, "Hey, let's do this." I do it. I haven't been paid in a year and a half, two years. Uh, I mean, the amount wasn't that big, to, but I'm I'm gonna follow up. I'm just saying, you just the money. If the money's not there yet, you, you kind of feel your balls are like in the in in your throat. That's how I feel. And then and then when you get the money, the balls just like sink back down to their. You know, the spot they're supposed to be in. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I've been doing a lot of voiceovers. And um, the highlight of my week, I mean, as much as making a buttload of money on Friday for China Bank, that was awesome. Was was really great. The highlight of my week with my voice was I visited Q Radio, Q105. Because my former radio partner, if you followed me from Rx, you know who she is. But if you don't, uh, fantastic lady. Her name is, uh, well, I, I know her real name, but she goes by Lexi Angeles. All right. And she was, she was finally signing off from radio, uh, for the, for the last time. Like for good. Like that's what she says. She's been in the radio industry for 13 years. Like that is unfathomable. You ever watch, uh, Megamind? Unfathomable. It's unfathomable to me it's it, it's 13 years of doing something i mean i'm i couldn't even do f- five or was it six at at rx i mean that's the longest job i ever held and I, I i can't imagine starting a job and then doing it for 13 years so it the the longevity that she's had in the radio industry is incredible i mean i met her when i was working with her in rx she was in rx for i don't know nine years <laughs> 10 years almost probably and we became radio partners and it was just like the best partnership i mean i've had great partners of course alvin if you've you know alvin was also one of the greatest partners i've had uh i had ria rams as well uh, those were like my three like main partners in in uh in rx but uh with lexi i mean just speaking on lexi she is, working with her is effortless uh, anyway, you know, of course, when we first started, you know, it took some time to work out the kinks. But I swear, when I went on air on Q, cause I, I surprise visited her because Cookie, one of our former, uh, staff members at RX also, she, uh, invited me. She's like, yo, it's Lexi's last day. I didn't even know. She didn't tell anyone because that's just the kind of person she is. She doesn't really like the attention. And I went there and she's like, yeah! Hey! Jesse. And, and then you want to go on air, and of course I did the thing like, no, no, I'm okay. But obviously I wanted to go on air because a, I miss being on radio, just just the feeling of it. But I, I I wanted to just feel that feeling again of of you know two microphones, one mind. I, I don't know if that's a, that's a saying, <laughs> but it was just like riding a bicycle, man. Like I wish there there's no way I don't know even know if there's a way. I know Cookie took some video, but I wish I could just take the spiels that we had. I think we did we went on air together for four different talk segments so within the last hour and a half of her show. If I just want I wish I could have uh, I wish I just recorded it because it it would seem like we've been we've been talking together forever. And it seemed like we as the saying goes, we we didn't miss a beat. It was incredible. You know, no script. And that's what makes – that's what uh, one of the best parts of working in radio uh, and what it taught me and, and has helped me in my career is just the free-flowingness of it all. I mean, there's rarely any scripts. And if there are scripts in radio, it's for advertisement. But we just go off of the top of our heads, man, off the dome, as the rappers say. And we were literally finishing each other's sentences. And, you know, here's the you know funny thing is Lexi and I don't really talk that often. We're really good friends, man. You're like we're like she's like S tier friend. And we because A, she never hits me up and B, I never hit her up. And, and C, whenever I message her, it takes her fucking four days to reply sometimes. I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying that's just the kind of friendship we have. But it's that it's that kind of deep friendship where it doesn't matter if you don't really talk every day, but once you see each other, you know what's good, man, and we were finishing each other's thoughts the 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 jokes were not forced like i you know me, I like to joke around, I always kind of am a wild card on air, and even Lexi said it like during a thing like you know the best part about boarding with you j c is that you never know what you're gonna uh, the best part about boarding with j c is you never know what he's gonna say. Uh, because I just like to throw curveballs at, at, at people. And Lexi being the pro that she is, man. She just fucking hits that shit out of the park. Ten times out of ten. And it felt great, man. It felt incredible. You know, like, I, I, I haven't really done, like, hard drugs. But I feel like that's what it would feel like if you were a, a meth addict. And then you got clean. And then someone just gives you a fucking, you know, you smoke some crystal meth one more time. And that incredible high that you remember from the first time you did it. I'm not promoting hard drugs. I'm just trying to show you the feeling. That's how intense that feeling was. It was fucking a beautiful moment. For me, at least. And I think also for Lexi, I'd I'd hope. And... I mean, I, Q, right? Q radio. I don't, I don't know if anyone knows me on Q radio. I know some people listen to, I mean, there were people in Lexi's live chat during her last live stream that were, that recognized me because they, they probably knew Lexi as well. So they probably followed her over to Q. So, but I hope that the listeners felt that energy and that, that, that connection. Because as Lexi put it, uh, you know, Lexi, she, she undersells herself all the time. Uh, I don't know if whether it's just because of her personality or if she's humble <laughs> or is that part of her personality, whatever, or she just doesn't like the attention, as I mentioned. But, uh, she said it during her last part of the spiel. The mo- one of the most beautiful things about radio is just giving people who listen to you that feeling of joy whether it be and for lexi for her her biggest joy was creating the perfect playlist you know finding the right song to play right after this song or timing the mood you know the mood of the you know whatever the moment speaks speaks to her I'm, i'm fumbling over my words now but whatever she is feeling and she puts it out there and she passes that feeling on to other people, and of course, she does that with her with her talking too, and I feel like when we did it again, when we when we when we talked again, I felt that feeling that I remember bringing to the listeners of RX for the you know X amount of years that her and I were together as partners, and it was just bliss. I I, I don't know if this interests any of you, but I hope that one day you guys find something that makes you feel like that because it's just i'm not even I've, I've, i'm not crying but i feel like i'm tearing up right now because that shit fucking hit so hard man it made me miss radio it made me miss lexi it made me miss entertaining people it made me feel like i i feel like i have the talent for it, it made it was like a reminder that i fucking think i made the right choices in life to pursue the 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 passions that i'm doing up until now it felt it feels good man so not crying i'm just uh (gasps) no no i have a little bit of a sniffles but shout out to lexi good luck in your career uh lexi said she listened to me uh but mostly during the pandemic. So i don't know if she's ever gonna hear that i'll probably message her to to go listen to it uh but if she if she if you happen to listen to this lexi you know man you're my girl bro and what a ride you had. 13 years. I started as student jock. She even did radio, I think, in college. And it was you know, just moving on to different things. I mean, I, I don't know if she wants everyone to know what she's going to do, but, uh, I don't, I hope she doesn't mind me saying it's a, it's a change in careers, which is a huge step and a huge leap. So I, that's, that's crazy. What the fuck are you doing, Lexi? <laughs> but kudos to you man like you you made a career that is unforgettable and you know radio people you know there's always radio legends out there right like you know Chico Garcia Mo Twister to name a few off of the top of my I mean there's Papa Jack and I although you maybe maybe Lexi Angeles is not the household name right like not the radio household name for everybody uh for sure like the, the respect that you command from the body of work that you had that you have had is like enough, and I, I should be proud of it. And everyone listened who was listened to her can agree with me. And if you haven't listened to her, she does have a TikTok. She has like I don't know how many fucking followers do you have, Lexi, like fifty thousand. She's got a good. You know she she's a she's a talented lady, man uh so go follow her lexi angeles l-e-x-y-a-n-g-e-l-e-s okay moving on uh fuck i forgot to give a little precursor of what else i was going to talk about so if you've made it this far that means you're a true fan uh but let's talk about uh harry potter yeah not the game i know i talked about hogwarts legacy for a while uh a couple months ago but we're talking about harry potter the tv show Aha, uh-huh. yeah, did you know that they have greenlit a Harry Potter series on HBO Max? I think it's just called Max now, by the way, which is dumb as fuck. Why'd you drop the HBO, man? Hey, you wanna Max and chill? No, it doesn't sound this good. Um First of all, I wanna say, is it too... Su- me, as a Harry Potter fan, I will take any Harry Potter content that you throw at me, Right? Like, if they made a new series of movies, fuck, I'm there day one, brother. But there's always those, you know, the the talking heads online and whatnot that will say, is it too soon for a remake? I mean, when did the last movie come out? Plus, Fantastic Beasts is still going. I hope that they make a good one if they continue it. But, I mean, it, the last movie just dropped, what, last year, right? Wait, Harry Potter and... What the fuck is Deathly Hallows? The Deathly Hallows Part 2. 2011. Okay, it's been a while. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm old as fuck. It's been 12 years. But still, is 12 years enough? Think about it. That's like rebooting the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Iron Man came out in what? 2009? What if they rebooted the whole Marvel thing? I'll talk about Marvel in a bit because of uh, Jonathan Majors, by the way. Um, But is it too soon? Well, you know, it, it, like, are people going to be interested enough in it? I guess it's the concern of people. I mean, true Potter heads are are for sure gonna get into it, unless you they got lost on the whole J.K. Rowling is canceled thing and they don't want to support any Harry Potter shit. Like, I get that as well. But for the new people, I I think I mean new like new fans. Maybe there's there's young kids that are just getting. Into the into the transphobic our uh, authors' work, <laughs> and are maybe just finishing the books. Maybe they've just watched the movies. I think it's a good opportunity, and I'm equally excited for the Percy Jackson show. By the way, uh, which I don't know when it comes out, but I hope it bangs because the movies were garbage. I never read the books though, so I have a different perspective on that as well. But I read all the Harry Potter books. And I'm looking forward to it, man, the HBO. I guess the casting is gonna be the biggest part of it, right? I mean, because we, we associate, I mean, it, it's, it's, one of its biggest obstacles is itself. I mean, the, the Harry Potter universe. They're competing against the OGs. You know, everyone's gonna compare Hagrid, the the act, you know, uh, Robbie Coltrane. Everyone's gonna compare Robbie Coltrane to the whoever's gonna play Hagrid. Everyone's gonna compare Emma Watson. I mean, Hermione's, the new Hermione to Emma Watson, the new Ron to Rupert Grint, the new Harry Potter to Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, it, it's, uh, you know, it's inevitable. Um, so they have to nail the casting. I mean, if we're, and, and Snape, right? I mean, I feel like out of all the characters that are gonna be hard to fucking live up to, I mean, you know, Daniel Radcliffe is great. I could see someone else playing a really good Harry Potter. I could see someone else playing a, a good uh Hermione and Ron. Hagrid though, Roo, uh Hagrid Robbie Coltrane and obviously the late um Alan Rickman who played Snape. I don't know, man. They seem like you know how Tony uh what's his name? Not Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr is everyone's Iron Man. And whoever they will get to replace Iron Man, no one will, there's no way that anyone will top that. Even if the acting is Oscar worthy, they will never, fans will never dethrone Robert Downey Jr. And I feel like that's, it's not gonna happen for the characters of Snape, uh, character of Hagrid. Dumbledore, I could give up. I, I fuck, I, I'll fuck with the new Dumbledore because I fucking hated Michael Gambin as Dumbledore. So if you don't know, Dumbledore, in the first two movies, was played by... I'm surprised I'm remembering names. I'm not Googling this, by the way. Richard Harris. Who was, in my opinion, a better portrayal of Dumbledore. And if had he survived? Because he died after the second movie in real life. So they replaced him with Michael Gambon. The first two movies, if you watch it, right? If you watch it, like, uh you know, back to back to back to back to back to back. all All nine, all eight films... You will see a a huge shift from how Dumbledore is played. The first two movies is how I envision Dumbledore as a fan of the books. He was calm. (laughs) You know that I'll talk about the meme in a bit, but he was calm. He looked kind. But you knew that if you fucked with him, he would fuck you up. But the the cool part was that he didn't look like he could fuck you up. But because you've read the books, you knew... What this motherfucker is capable of. And to see him being played in such a, uh, I would say docile. Is docile the right word? I feel like docile feels like he's like lethargic. <laughs> it's such a, it's like a, you know the, the, the kind grandpa vibes? Everyone's favorite Lolo. Everyone's favorite grandpa. That's the, the vibe that I got from Richard Harris. And then fast forward to Prisoner of Azkaban. You, you see the new, Dumbledore. And he's fucking just like he looks intimidating. And then everyone knows the meme. If you're a true Potterhead, the goblet of fire, right? The in the book, uh, the the text said something like, Dumbledore asks Harry calmly. But in the movie, they may they they had him like grab Harry. I forgot the words he says, like, Who put your name in the goblet, or something like that. And I was like, this is not the fucking Dumbledore that I want I know and love. So, on that note, if they get I mean, whoever they cast for Dumbledore has to be chill as fuck and and have that old favorite grandpa vibe. Because and I mean you know, I don't want him to be chill like forever. Obviously when he fights uh Voldemort in uh what is that, Order of the Phoenix. And, uh, even at his death, right? I mean, no, I mean, he was pretty chill during his death. But when he fights Dumbledore and Ordon Phoenix, that's where I want to see him fucking turn into John Wick. And then then just revert back to being chill. Because that's how you know he's a badass. A a comparison I could make, right? Is uh, Yoda. And I'm not joking. Like, if you watch the original trilogy, right? Four, five, six. Uh, New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and, uh, whatever the last one is. Uh, fuck. fuck. I forget, man. <laughs> Yoda doesn't fight, right? You only see him training, uh, Luke. But he, even when he's training Luke, he's, he's giving him, like, riddles and shit. Like, you know, the force is strong with the, uh, the strong, I, you know, speaking backwards, I can't do Yoda-isms, right? Um, so you don't, you know, but, but you know, because he's the one that's training the main guy, that this, this, this guy is a fucking badass motherfucker. But you don't see it, ever. And then, jump to episode two, cause in, 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 uh, episode one, which is the Phantom Menace, he's just on the Jedi Council, he's just sitting, and he's still providing his wisdom. But, in Attack of the Clones, alright, as much shit as that movie gets, I fucking love that movie because, It has dope-ass fight scenes. And that's what I watch Star Wars for. I don't really care about the lore. I want to see lightsaber fights. And when they fight in the arena, you see fucking Mace Windu, played by Samuel L. Jackson, with his dope-ass purple lightsaber, beheading Jango Fett. Fucking sign me up for 10 more of those movies. But at the end, when Count Dooku is fighting Anakin and Obi-Wan, and he fucks up Anakin and Obi-Wan... And he's about to leave, and in comes Yoda. Watch the scene, all right? Go on YouTube right now. I'm telling you. Yoda, he walks in. He's using a cane. He's walking like, he's not limping, but he's walking like an old man. And then he drops the cane. He pulls open his fucking vest. He force pulls his lightsaber, and it's a little green little toothpick-sized lightsaber. Once the vroom pops up, Dude, my dick got so hard. And the fight scene is just it 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 is so fucking cool. I don't know if the CGI has aged that well. I haven't watched it in a while, but I remember watching it for the first time, the crowd went insane. Like fucking hooting and hollering. I remember I was watching this on the military base in Japan in in uh in uh, Yokosuka. And so it's all, like, you know, American movie theater. Because if I watched it in a Japanese theater, they're probably just chilling, right? Uh, you know, being respectful. And there's nothing disrespectful about hooting and hollering at a movie theater if you get excited and, you know, it's in the right time and place. It was, like, the Marvel endgame when everybody came out of the portals and everyone was fucking freaking out. That's what that electric feeling was. And the fight scene is only, like, 30 seconds long. But to see Yoda for the first time drop the cool, calm, collected, uh, I wouldn't say act, but, but demeanor and turn into this, I'm gonna fuck you up killer. It was just next level, man. Next level. I, I I'm gonna watch it after I record it. It was fu- oh, whoa! Makes you want to fucking punch a wall. It's so fucking hype. And then after the fight, what does he do? He gets his cane and he just starts walking slowly again. This guy is bouncing around and hopping and he's fast as fuck. But he doesn't use it all the time, right? So that and I mean he has another fight scene in 3 uh which is longer. It's it's pretty cool, but nothing will top that first time seeing Yoda just doing shit. And that's what I want to feel when I finally see Dumbledore, who's been this cool, calm, kind, sparkly eyes—I think he's even descri- described as sparkly-eyed, right, in the book or something like that—you know, drop it and just fuck with Voldemort and Voldemort, and you for the first time you'll see Voldemort scared because he's he's only scared of of Dumbledore, right, and for a reason. Just to see it, that would be. S- that, I mean, HBO Max, take notes. That's the fucking, that's what you need to get right with Dumbledore. Okay? Um, uh, moving on. Uh, any other characters that are irreplaceable? I mean, I really, I only named you two. I mean, I really like Rupert Grin as Ron, but if you go through Harry Potter subreddits and, and chat rooms and, and, and discussions, everyone knows that Ron was done dirty in the movies. He has so much more character than being just comedic, uh, comedic, uh, relief. Because he was kind of made the butt of joke. I mean, you see some epic moments from him. Like, the first movie, I think, got him right. Like, he was funny, but he had moments where you know, like, that's the reason why he's part of the the big three. He's 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 a hero. But he is relegated to comedic relief for almost the rest of the films. And you don't even see him do any cool shit in the, in the final Battle of Hogwarts. I mean, he doesn't, you know, he's supposed to be badass, man. He's supposed to maybe like a little bit cowardly and he's afraid to, you know, he's that guy that is, I mean, similar in, in the same vein to the guy from, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Demon Hunter, or Demon Slayer, the, the scaredy cat guy, but he's a badass when he's asleep. Like, that's Ron Weasley. He's funny, but he, he can't always just be funny. He's like Thor in Love and Thunder. I fucking hate that movie. Like, that's, that's, like, they need to avoid making Ron pure, ass of joke the ass of jokes emma watson as hermione as much as i love emma watson like i've you know i had a huge crush on her growing up i think she was great as hermione is she irre- is she could she be replaced I, maybe i i i think she could but out of the three she would be the toughest to replace daniel radcliffe and rupert Grint. i feel like they you could find someone who could do uh I would even say an, uh, an even better job. I think Rupert Grint would have th- been the irreplaceable had he been given better writing as a character. Uh, but Harry Potter, you know, Daniel Radcliffe man, you, uh, he's always going to be associated with Harry Potter. That was always his issue post Potter, right? His people would always like he wanted to that's why he took all these fucking crazy weird ass roles, right? Like like Horns and and uh, the other one with the matchstick, not matchstick man. Papercut man. No. Was it Swiss Army Knife Men or whatever it's called? I haven't watched it. And the one where he's also a Nazi, right? Uh, because he wanted people to see him as someone other than Harry Potter. And I don't think people will be able to ever take that away. Like everyone's going to be like, "Oh no, the OG is Daniel Radcliffe." But if someone plays him better, I would. I think he could. They, they. If they find the right guy, he could be the 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 face of Harry Potter. And and it would be in favor to Daniel Radcliffe because then it would just, you know, he'd be like, oh, he played the original Harry Potter. It's kind of like um, Batman, right? I mean, who was the OG Batman? I mean, besides Adam West, right? Like, we don't, you know, Adam West was, I never watched a show, but he, obviously Adam West was the first, like, TV Batman. But who was the first movie Batman? Michael Keaton, right? But no one really talks about Michael Keaton. I mean, I guess true fans do when they discuss it. But when you think of Batman nowadays, who do you discuss? You probably talk about Christian Bale. And then you have like Robert Pattinson, who did a good job. I, I mean, even Ben Affleck probably gets mentioned more simply because of the, the 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 shittiness of the the bat the movies that he was in. Even though I thought he was a pretty good Batman, uh. So maybe like Daniel Radcliffe will get the Michael Keaton treatment, as in he was the OG, but there's someone who's like, you know, that uh, someone else is. You know, there's more people talking about someone else, and that would be good for him. Wow, man! I should be a fucking TV slash movie critic, huh? I feel like I, this, that was a very well thought out, like, uh, this informative, uh, see, so yeah, now I'm at a loss for words. Dude, I, I think I know, I know why shit when I'm talking about some, when I talk about shit that I actually like. Uh, yeah, other characters, I mean, Voldemort, like, you know, Ralph Fiennes was great as Voldemort, but you could find someone who could play a sinister Voldemort, right? Just get the, just get a fucking good villain actor. You could do it because he's in makeup, right? Right, and, and, and he, it's not like I, I feel like if you're a villain but you're made up, like if you're CGI'd or, or if you have heavy heavy makeup, like someone else could play you, and you know, and if you, they do a good job, then they could transcend the original. It's harder when you're a human villain, right? People always name the top villains in movies, uh, you know, like Hannibal Lecter or whatever. Uh, it's, it's difficult because there's a, there's a human face and maybe it's just the human aspect of it all. Right. So there's that. Uh, I think Voldemort could be replaced. I mean, there's so many characters that were, that are e- easily replaced as well. Like, you know, the side characters, there's a bunch of side characters that could easily be replaced. No one would really say anything. Maybe the, the, the twins, maybe the Weasley twins. Uh, they were pretty good. Like, I feel like, I don't know, it going to be tough to find some ginger head, guys that could be as good but i mean that it's, it's, at the same time it's such a small part of the books and movies like they it, it wouldn't really matter in the scheme of things like molly weasley i think is a really good one who is who's very good in the role uh even arthur weasley i guess the the dad but molly weasley was a great uh whatever uh maybe mcgonagall like she was cool although she kind of uh disappeared in the middle sections of the movies like the middle movies like she was a big a prominent figure in one maybe two i don't really remember and then she had the badass part in the last movie where she ordered the guards but i can't think of any McGonagall scenes outside of those you know i remember the one where she transformed from a cat uh i remember some one-liners but what's the what's an iconic McGonagall moment besides the last movie i can't think of one off the top of my head so but she was great as McGonagall. um I mean, who else, right? Who else? I, 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 I stand by those two. Just Hagrid and Snape are gonna be tough to, to replace. Everyone else can be if they find the right people. Okay, I'm moving on. Fuck, 33 minutes? I have so much to talk about still. Fuck. Okay, let's talk about Jonathan Majors, right? While we're at it. So, uh, you know, I raved about Jonathan Majors as an actor. I thought he was gonna be the next big thing. You know, he, he was great in all his projects. He was great in Creed. He was great as Kang in Ant-Man. He was probably only, the only good part of that movie. But, dumbass, right? The dumbass he is. I mean, I don't know if he's a guilty or whatnot, but he has a domestic abuse thing. Right? And his lawyers leaked the text. You can go Google it. The text didn't make him look any better. But it just, it blows my fucking mind that you have all this talent in the world. You have a successful run of films. You're about to be the next big bad in the next, you know, the next phase of Marvel. And you can't fucking, if he's guilty, keep your hands off anybody. I mean, in this case, a woman. But you can't just stay out of trouble. Right? Dude, if I got cast in a Marvel movie, I would stop vaping. That's how fucking, uh, that's how much I want job security. I don't want someone paparazzi guy to have a picture of me vaping, you know, just vaping some nicotine and someone saying, oh, look, he's smoking weed or anything that could potentially derail this incredible opportunity that you are given. I wouldn't, va- dude, I would, You know, I'm half naked all the time at home. I would wear a shirt at all times. Just because I don't want some photographer, you know, some paparazzi taking a photo of me half naked. Right? And it'll be in the tabloids. I would be the fucking saintliest of saints. For as long as I am part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I just cannot get over the stupidity of this. Because whether it If if they find him guilty or not, something happened, right? Something happened between him and I think it's I don't know if it's girlfriend or his his lover or his just a a hookup. I don't really look. I didn't really look into details. Dude, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fucking. You know, I would. I I wouldn't. You know, if I was single and I and I got a Marvel role, I would stay the fuck away from any vagina. (laughs) No strip clubs, obviously. That's a given. But if some woman who maybe was even genuinely, I mean, even if they were genuinely interested in me, I would record, I would pull out my phone, I would start recording, and I would say, thank you, respectfully. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I will have to decline. Like, you will be the, the most gentleman person in the world, and you have it on video, so you have receipts, and then you fucking leave. That's, that's how much I would fucking protect myself. Right? What a dummy, man! So there are rumors, I am, the reason I'm bringing this up because just, a couple days ago, there are rumors of Marvel Studios, <clears throat> this is from Yahoo, to replace Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. There are rumors. So we, I, how true that is, I don't know. Uh, why, uh, what's his name? The Flash is still The Flash. I mean, if The Flash is still and has his new movie coming out, there's hope for Jonathan Majors. If you don't know, man, look up Ezra Miller's uh, controversies. Tell me that guy's not a piece of shit, right? What's even worse is I kind of want to watch The Flash. Not because of him. I, I want to see fucking Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in The Flash, man. Um, and, you know, separate art, for, art from the art, art, artist from the art, whatever. Fuck that, right? I mean, I, I told me it's only so much you knew. Yeah, there's a lot of pieces of shit that are famous. But dude, can you imagine he's only had two movies and, and Ant-Man was the kind of the first one that was that that was a, that was like his coming out. No, he's had one movie. His other was uh, at the end of uh, Loki. And Saiyang, I mean it's a, such a fucking waste. Like come on, dude. Come on, you're the Thanos of this fucking phase. That means that that means sir That you get at least fucking maybe three more movies, right? And maybe a couple cameos in whatever Disney Plus bullshit they're they're gonna put out. I'm sorry, I, I haven't watched the latest Disney Plus, but I feel like it's just it's not as good, man. I feel like they're just they're just piling it on, but I'll still watch it, right? Eventually. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's easy in a sense to replace him because of the whole concept of the multiverse. I mean it's easy you just have to write you know a single scene that just explains it but what a dumbass because he's such a good actor i've watched a lot of his stuff he's fantastic i don't i don't know man i can't i just cannot my brain cannot uh understand i mean was he was he already rich before? I feel like that could be an, a thing like if you're already, you have this like power dynamic shit in your head, and then you get even more famous and it just gets to you I don't know man i i mean i i didn't i, I my you know I, like I have mentioned on this podcast before like I, you know I'm middle class i guess i I grew up middle class my mom you know, was middle class I was never really you know I never had to struggle for anything, but I understand the value of a good opportunity, and I understand the value of a million billion not not billion but like multi-million dollar opportunity if someone offers you a multi-million dollar thing and all you have to do is just do what you're good at which is acting or whatever let's just you know any hypothetical situation if you are offered multi-million dollars i don't know how much but anything above any multi any million denomination is fine with me but any multi-million dollar contract And all, and they tell you, all you have to do is do what you're already good at and stay out of trouble. How fucking difficult is that? I'm pissed off because he ruined such a great, like, opportunity. I'm pissed off because he's so talented and, like, you know, like, and I was looking forward to seeing him play Kang the Conqueror. I think he could have been dope if he continues. Uh, there's already a, a little asterisk on his record. Uh, I mean it's just it's so stupid, man. So there's that, man. Okay. <clears throat> um wow, this is uh running long. I'm surprised. This is probably one of my longest episodes ever. So if you if you're still here, thank you, man. Uh maybe I should cut it. I'll save the rest for next time, huh? Yeah, that was pretty good. That had three topics, right? Radio, Harry Potter, and uh, uh Jonathan Majors. But yeah, let me know what you guys think. Oh, by the way, please interact with um the uh, Spotify questions and whatever that we put out, that I put out for this, and also for Halo Halo Show. If you do listen to that, if you don't, uh, I highly recommend it. It's a much better podcast than this. It's more entertaining for sure. It's called the Halo Halo Show uh, with myself and Rika G. And yeah, follow me on social media. It's me, JC. Uh, message me on the podcast Instagram Tevez of the best same name of this. Uh, I don't update that like I don't update it at all I should. I need a video aspect. This would have been a dope TikTok uh short, right? I could have clipped the Yoda uh the Yoda monologue. I could have clipped the Jonathan Major shit. I think it would do numbers, nah, I don't know, but I think it would have been great. Well, I I I am going to transition to it. I'm just trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to look sexy on camera, you know? Um but yeah, message me on Tevez the best. I will reply I reply to everyone who messages me there. At least unless you bash me, right? Uh, then I'm going to go over and beat you like Jonathan Majors. Just kidding. Uh, that's the podcast. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll catch you all. Say it with me. Later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm.